Welcome to The Unseen Journey, a podcast dedicated to supporting veterans and their families as they navigate life after the military. We feature mental health experts, stories of resilience against invisible wounds and injuries, as well as practical tools for reacclimation. The Unseen Journey, brought to you by Operation Red Wings Foundation. And hello, everyone. I hope you're having a great day. Welcome to The Unseen Journey. I'm Guy, along with my co-host, Ashley. We are brought to you by Operation Red Wings Foundation. Actually, I just got done leading one of those. We just did a couples retreat. It was a blast. Uh, Anyways, so, Ashley, what do we got going on today? Okay, so today we have Victoria Bothman. She is one of our ART therapists, and we're going to learn about ART, Accelerated Resolution Therapy, and what that means. Uh, She is an LPC associate supervised by Mark Cagle Jr., uh, who is the owner of Be The Light Counseling based in Huntsville, Texas. So right where our headquarters is. Yeah. And she is trained in ART and specializes in utilizing ART to help individuals such as veterans. And Victoria completed her degree from Sam Houston. So right in the heart of Texas. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's what we got going. We got Victoria here. Nice. Hi, guys. How's it going, Victoria? Going well. Thank you. Yeah. How's your week been? It's, it's been a week. It's been a week, but yeah, I'm ready for, uh, actually, I was going to say I'm ready for it to end, but actually no, because I have, um, a retreat this weekend. Um, yeah, nice. Nice. A female retreat? Okay. Yeah, very cool. That should be awesome. Nice. Yeah, and I just uh, left North Carolina, got done with a uh, couples retreat. It was really cool. We had um, three couples uh, from Puerto Rico, one couple from America. And so uh, I'll tell you a quick funny story. So my daughter's bilingual, right? I'm I'm not bilingual. My wife's not bilingual. My daughter's bilingual. Wow. So um, we went ready to do like the the colors survey, you know, where you're trying to figure out kind of like your natural – way of going through life and i see her and i see her kind of look at the paper and everyone else is trying to like do their color survey and i can just tell immediately and i walk over and i'm just like hey one second and i snap a photo of it and i call my daughter and i'm like hey i really need you to translate and help this lady do this survey so she can participate in the retreat and so she stayed on the phone with my daughter that and walked her through the uh the color survey it was like proud dad moment Pop the chest there. That is so cool. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. That's Um, really cool. So, well, I'll take this guy because I, I'm gonna since this is Victoria's very first podcast ever, and I promised her we're gonna take it easy on her. So (laughs) before we put her in the hot seat with all of our, you know, clinical questions, Victoria, I'm gonna ask you what is the best piece of advice you've ever received. And have you put it into action? Ooh, okay. So the best piece of advice (laughs) that I have ever received is to um, find mentors within um, your, you know, specific, um, I guess, career. Um, And even uh, so, and professionally and uh, personal, just find mentors, find people that are like-minded and that are, um, you know, there to kind of help push you forward, especially in times that, you know, life just gets rough. Um, And so 
Um, I have actually put that into practice uh, all throughout um, college, so during my bachelor's and my master's. Um, I found people that were there to help me, help push me forward, especially when those, those times got rough. So, um, yeah, I, I have put that in practice and I'm hoping that I can also do the same for the next generation of, um, therapists. So mm -hmm. I actually spoke to someone yesterday who's, uh, wanting to get into the program at SAM, um, in the next coming years. So I just told them, Hey, you have my number, reach out to me, uh, because I've been there. I know the struggles. Um, especially I'm a first gen, uh, college graduate. Um, so nice. I, my parents were mm -hmm. very supportive, um, very, very supportive. So I thank them for that, but they never went through the process of college. Um, much less, you know, going, getting their masters. So I know what it's like. And I, like I said, I want to be, um, I want to, I want to mentor the next generation. So nice. I, I think, that. yeah, I think that's so cool, Victoria. Um, and Ashley, just it, 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 it's such a small world, right? So last night, uh, my daughter and I were doing daddy daughter date night. And, uh, so I, I already told you my daughter's bilingual. So she's, uh, the only non eighth grader in eighth grade Spanish. She's in sixth grade. And so recently she was having an issue with, uh, five, boys students that were bullying her because she was so advanced in in spanish um and it's cool because the advice you gave is exactly kind of the path she took right she 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 didn't come to me she went to mom right i think she was nervous i was just gonna go pin them all against the the lockers <laughs> <laughs> so she so she went to so she went to mom and then mom uh got her in with the, the student counselor Right. Which is which is their job, like you're saying, mentor the next generation, help them understand what's going on. And then I was so proud of her because she was brave enough to continue to speak her story to the principal. And those five students, those boys are all serving ISS in school suspension now for two weeks. Mm. So, yeah. So your story and your bit of advice. I, I chills. I love it because that's exactly <laughs> what my daughter and I were talking about last night on Daddy Daughter Date. Uh, Ashley, what are your thoughts? I mean, talk about the unseen journey that, you know, we don't often realize when we get advice from our mentors, how we're going to put that in action. And then yeah. that does give me the chills because then you put it in action and you see it work. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You don't see it at first, but you eventually hope to see it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, Victoria, we're not going to put you in the hot seat, although... I, I'm going to be honest, actually, that first question was like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I was like, I don't even know. I don't know, you know, uh, what are we, what are we, what are we diving into here today? What are we, what are we learning about? Okay, well, let's learn about Victoria because um, I'm sure our listeners want, have heard about, you know, clinicians and what it means to be a mental health professional. And Victoria, I wanted to start with your with your interesting story as an LPC associate. So can you tell us what that means and where you are in your clinical journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm just going to share a little bit of a backstory of Be The Light Counseling and how it came to be. Um, so I was actually, during my time in college, when um, I was getting my bachelor's, I was up at the University of Texas at Tyler. Um, and so that was my first time away from home. I made this huge transition into, a, I call it a small town because compared to Houston, it's, it's small. Um, so 
no family, no friends there. Like, I just got up, made the move. Uh, it was something I wanted to do. I was scared out of my mind. Um, and so the first year, things went pretty smooth. But then about that second year, I was starting to experience my own mental health struggles. Mm. And mm. counseling was never something that... Um, you know, I went to not not because, you know, my parents didn't believe in that or anything like that. It was just not something I ever asked to go to. Um, and so the school had, um, you know, they had counselors that were master students needing to get hours. So I first, you know, went to see them. They realized that I needed a high, higher level of care. So I started seeing the LPC at the time they were interns. They're equivalent to what I am an associate. Um, and so I found a counselor there that was absolutely amazing, helped me through some really tough times. Um, and I also had a mentor who was um, an LPC. Uh, she was a master's student, but she was just someone that I met on a weekly basis, just as a check-in and stuff. Um, but those two young ladies, they had a huge, profound impact on my life. Um, I think I was... It was my last semester before I graduated. I was struggling really bad. I almost dropped out um, mm. just because I didn't know if I could handle it anymore, but they helped get me to that finishing point. Um, when I graduated, uh, I decorated my, my hat, my graduation cap, and the, the quote that I put on it is, be the beacon of light in someone's darkness because that's mm. who they were for me. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward two years, uh, well, actually, rewind. Um, so I I was getting my degree in psychology. I decided that I wanted to go on to counseling. I applied to Sam Houston State. Um, I got in, uh, which was super exciting. Um, and so I started their program uh, three weeks after I graduated with my bachelor's. I, I, was, I, ha I was a girl with a mission. I, nice. Yes, I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm already I'm already going, so let's just keep going. Keep um, I graduated in December of 21, um, which is crazy to think. So I'm a little halfway over uh, with my hours um, for my LPC associate license. Um, I should be fully licensed sometime next year, so nice. summer if nice. not fall. So Woo. that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, very um, cool. As far as my, my, my own practice, uh, Be The Light, um, Be The Light was actually born February of this year. Um, it was something that I decided I wanted to do was open my own practice uh, here in Huntsville. And when I was trying to figure out the name for my practice, I was going between a few names. Um, and then I realized that the name had been with me for three years now. Um, mm -hmm be the beacon of light, but I kind of shortened it to be the light counseling. And that's how be the light was born. So. And Victoria, I love that story. Um, Ashley, can I just, can I take a moment? Cause I, there yes. was something so insightful in there and I take really it. want to make sure our listeners catch it. Right. So Victoria, you said, so you are a clinician now and you said that you were willing to go to a clinician. And I think that is so powerful, right? Because we're all human. And mm -hmm. if you're the person saying like, Hey, you know, maybe you should come see me. Maybe you should come see a clinician. People turn to you and go, well, yeah, but did you ever have to go to a clinician? And now you can be like, 
Yeah, totally. I know I, it, it's the same way when I'm team leading um, ORW foundation retreats and um, I'm trying to convince people to do ART, accelerated resolution therapy, or come to the retreats knowing there are going to be clinicians there. And, and I, I always get asked, right? Like, well, do you do any kind of therapy? It's like, oh, man. Let me, let's get the Rolodex out real quick, all right? Like, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, I've been through individuals, couples, family, like, let's just, you know, throw it up there, right? But, but I think that's so awesome and profound, especially as, you know, new into your career as you are, to be able to have that awareness and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go get help the way I hope someone does when they come to me at my practice. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, your thoughts. I just think it makes me think of, you know, guy Mustangs in the military. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, the best. Know one. The, <laughs> are you a Mustang? Yes. <laughs> okay. So for our listeners, a Mustang is a person who is an officer but was an enlisted person first. Yeah. So they walked the walk, and <clears throat> it's very common to – that it's it's well known that Mustangs are like the best officers because they've been there. They, you know, walk to the walk. So it I that's what it makes me think of, you know, as yeah. a person who's who's using mental health services but also providing mental health services because you've walked the walk. You're not only talking the talk. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Victoria, from graduation to starting your own practice to finding your way because I know you said you have a retreat coming up this uh, weekend, female combat veterans. How, how did that connection occur for you to find your way into ORW Foundation? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I was actually working for another practice last year, and uh, my boss at the time, she was the one that met with um, Dale, who is, uh, I believe he's the president, yeah. right? Um, and so that's how I got, yeah. I got involved. <laughs> involved. Yeah, I've never met him, but um, heard he's a nice guy. So, um, yeah, that's how I, I got involved. And then uh, whenever I um, came off and, you know, opened my own practice, I still continued with uh, Operation Red Wing. Um, and so I've actually foundation. been with them. Foundation. <laughs> we got to uh, put that foundation in there. Foundation. Can't forget that part. Um, we, we got you, Victoria. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've been with them since december of 21 so i've have about a, a year years yeah a year nice. and a half um, nice yeah not something i ever saw myself getting into as far as um you know working with veterans i i have a few family members that are veterans but it wasn't something um you know that really affected my life um so like I said, I never saw myself kind of getting pulled into it, and it just kind of happened, and I've stayed, mm -hmm. and I've loved it, so. Well, let me ask you this, because now, okay, so you've been working retreats since 2021, and you, so you've worked a, a, a probably 10, 15 retreats, maybe, or? Probably more than that, because at one point, I was doing two a month. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's a, that is awesome. That's a good sign, yeah. Victoria. Yeah. Good for you because it's not easy work. It's, it's, you know, it's as a not. clinician, I'm sure there's some stability in seeing, you know, regular patient, you know, clients. And with our retreats, you never know. It's a, it's a mixed bag. And right. so I wanted to ask, cause have you done both male retreats and female retreats? 
I have. I've done male, female. I've done the family retreats and oh, couples. So I've done, yeah, I guess I, you could say I've done all of them. So this nice. is what I want to ask. This is a hot seat question. Which are your favorite <laughs> retreats? The female retreats or the male uh, retreats? Oh, no! <laughs> that is a hot seat question. <laughs> okay, I got you. That's too easy. It's the female retreats. Go ahead. You're good. I got, I got you actually, covered. Actually, it's the male retreats. It's the, the male retreats. Okay, you won, guy. <laughs> I, I know like different modalities, right? So I personally have experienced like uh, uh, EMDR, right? If I'm saying that correctly, eye rapid movement, whatever, whatever. And then yes. we're talking about ART, accelerated resolution therapy, right? Um, and that's that's the one that we do at the at the retreats for RW Foundation. So just just from your perspective, right? Because you've you've kind of seen both like coming in and getting help, and then now you're helping others. How? Mm -hmm. How, how how do you see ART? Like, is it is it doing great things? Is it nah, you know, good, not good? Like, like where are you at with ART? What are your thoughts on ART in general? I love ART. I mean, I even use it in my private practice as well because there's just times that you know a client or you know they're going through something that it's it's hard to talk about. Because, you know, bringing these things up, it can be re-traumatizing within itself. Um, so being able to utilize ART, which, you know, as I'm sure as both of y'all know, you don't actually have to tell the clinician what you're working on. Um, and so I've had clients um, in private practice and at um, ORW, uh, the retreats, um, where they just work on something but they don't necessarily tell me what they're working on and so i feel like it's such a helpful tool um where the client doesn't have to talk about it and be re-traumatized yes. um, yeah. so i love 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 art and that actually helps with um at least i'm not going to speak for all clinicians but at least for myself it helps with my burnout because i'm not taking on all this um oh yeah because it's, right. I see three to four uh, clients at each retreat for, you know, three days, it can become mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and so be, being able to have that, um, it's almost like a protection, like uh, uh, where they can work on something, not necessarily share it with me, and I'm not being overloaded with all, all this stuff, if that makes sense. What a, what a great word you just used there, a protection, right? So like all of us, all of us veterans, I'm going to, I'm going to speak for myself. Uh, I got in the service, you know, not because I wanted to go be like the next John Rambo. Um, however, it was, it was the idea of like defend and protect, right? It was to go help uh, in other places where I could make it better. So this idea of veterans or anyone really going through uh, ART, accelerated resolution therapy, not having to talk and it's like protection so they're not re-traumatized. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome point. I love it. I wonder if they wrote, if the founder, if Lainey wrote that in as a concept of ART, of having that, you know, protection, that barrier to protect the clinicians, to be able to provide more services. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Lainey, since you're watching our podcast, just come on and be a guest and we'll discuss ART. I don't know. We'll yes. find out. She's going to come. I feel, I mean, 
Operation Red Wings Foundation, we are ART champs over here. I mean, that's that what is, we... That is a true statement. Come on. <laughs> I love it. Well, Victoria, you kind of led into one of my next questions about how you manage your own well-being and emotional resilience while dealing with the challenges that, you know, the veterans that you serve come across and how it aligns even with your own clinical journey. And so how do you plan to continue prioritizing your self-care as you progress? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Ooh, girl, and I, am I not love afraid. boundaries. <laughs> I am not afraid to set them. <laughs> I have my, my office hours. Uh, if someone messages me outside of them, uh, I, I look at it, I read it, I make a note. Okay, I need to you know answer my email or answer that call or that text tomorrow morning. Um, because when I'm home or when I'm out with my, my husband or my family, that's that's my time to just take off that therapist hat and just be human, be a wife, Ooh. be a daughter. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, setting those boundaries is super important for me. I um, I love to hammock. People tell me that's not a verb, but I've made it a verb. Hammocking oh, is a verb for me. Like being in a hammock. <laughs> being in a hammock, and I've done that ever since my college days. Which actually, I'm kind of sad because the hammock that I had uh, since my college days, it ripped. And oh, I was in it when it ripped <laughs> like last week. I, you I, you I used stuck. it so much. I used it yeah. so much that it ripped on me. And I my feet were in the air and my back out and like on the ground. Oh, I no. <laughs> Luckily, he was home. And I said, can you please come get me out? I'm stuck. And he oh, had no. to cut the hammock, which was... I was sad because I'm like, I've had this thing since my my college oh. days and now it's gone. But he has he gave me a new one. So I'm excited for that. Nice. Um, but that's a something new that's, mission. That's me time. That That is me time. Yeah. I will. I love to read. I take my Kindle with me everywhere. Um, and so, nice. yeah, whenever I'm just laying in it. I'll either sleep or I'll read or I'll listen yeah. to an audio book or something. So, so I so I feel like with your story, instead of calling it hammocking, maybe we should call it cocooning. Because, you know, you emerged, right? Yeah. And butterflying just flew away. Right? Like, right? It could be that's a new thing, those... right? Like, yeah. Yes. We could probably uh, make it go those... viral. Yeah. yeah that's what I was going to say. Like, do you have a ring camera out there that we have the video footage of this happening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'm wish, glad you didn't get hurt. So now we can just, you know, go I wish with it. I <laughs> told my husband to, I almost told him, grab the camera and take, like, grab your phone, take a picture of me. Because I was literally, my feet were in the air. My, my back was on the, on the ground. And I'm like, we need a photo. But I was trying, <laughs> trying not to laugh. I hurt my back a little bit, but I'm fine Ooh. now. Okay. Um, yeah. But I, I I wish I had the photo so I could share that with y'all. It's forever ingrained in my memory, though. So nice. we're just all gonna interpret yeah. it in our in our own Fun. minds. Exactly. I got you. <laughs> I can see you emerging from the hammock and the butterfly. Just there you go. Slide You're off on, your, on your unseen journey. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this has definitely been an unseen journey thus far, so. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so talking about the unseen journey and, you know, just experiences and, and, and everything you've kind of been through, um, 
If you could jump jump into, you know, like a cool time machine or whatever, fly back to the past, find younger you. What's that what's that piece of advice? What do you tell younger you, right? Like what what do you say? Ooh, you're gonna make me tear up over here. Um <sighs> so I would go back and tell her that everything's gonna be okay. Cause nice. I went through a really, really tough time back in college. Um and each and every person that I met along the way, whether it was a friend, a mentor, um, well, a lot of those people I, I would say uh, turned into family, um, I would tell her that everything's going to work out. Because at that time, I didn't know what I was gonna, you know, what was gonna happen. Um, it was mm -hmm. that unseen journey, very scary, uh, just not knowing what was going to happen. And so I would tell her that everything's going to work out. Just keep the faith, uh, lean on your friends and your family, um, because that's what they're there for, um, mm -hmm. and continue following your dream. I know that sounds so cliche, but it's true. that's, that's, that's what it is, is everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And I think about those cliches. Through, right. Yeah. And everything you're going through is setting you up for the future. And yeah. you don't see it now, but it, it will be there one day. So that's, um, that's so profound on so many levels. And, uh, yeah, actually you're so right. Right. It's like, drink that down. Right. That's it. Cause it's so good. Um, it's so good. And even, even for like future participants, as you talk about this idea of like, everything's going to be okay. Like thinking back on, um, retreats that I've been a team leader for when we'll have participants who I, I feel like just overwork up in their minds, what it's going to be like, um, are almost going to like a, like a panic shutdown mode and, and, and they don't ever take that first step, right? They don't just show up. Right. So step one, just show up to just show up to ORW Foundation retreats. Just show up. Right. Um, and as as you all have already learned from Victoria, you, you don't have to talk about your trauma. So there is that that barrier, that protection, that defense for all of you. Right. Uh, combat veterans, spouses, family retreats, children. I know my children have been through. Um, yeah. And just thinking about. As you said, it will all be OK. It will all be okay. Yes. So, Guy, I have something. And, Victoria, I feel like you inspired me as our second guest and hearing your insight as a clinician. So, Guy, you know how offline we've been talking about introducing the unseen elements? Yes. So, I really think, so I've been kind of keeping notes here. Okay. And I'm, I really feel like we could start introducing this as we start closing our people out and retracing our unseen elements. And so a couple that I wanted to throw wow. out of what I've noticed in today's podcast, how important mentors are. Yeah. How important boundaries are. Hammocking. Or cocooning. <laughs> <laughs> and that everything we go through, everything will work out. Everything will work itself out. And yeah. that's setting you up for the future. And all of these unseen elements are thanks to you, Victoria. Those are amazing. 
I, I, I love that. I love that. Victoria, <laughs> of those unseen elements, which one, which one of those has impacted you the most in your life and why? I would probably have to say the mentors mm. because they, and I've had different mentors throughout, you know, my college career as, you know, as I moved away to a different college, things like that. Um, they all had a part in my life uh, when I needed them. I think uh, what I wanted to share real quick with, as far as like the, the retreats go is um, mm. sometimes these retreats are just the beginning. It's yeah. we're planting mm. the seed. We're planting a seed that we might not get to see grow, but it's going to help propel them forward to their healing journey. Um, and as far as my mentors, they planted a seed um, within me that I, you know, other mentors took over and helped water and grow. And of course I had to um, uh, water and grow these things as well. Um, that, this is just the beginning. These retreats, it's not a fix-all. They're not meant to be. It's the, I see it as it's the beginning or it's, um, you know, wherever that that person is, that participant is on their healing journey, we're just another step in that journey, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. It absolutely does. Ashley, go ahead. Victoria just keeps on coming with the hits. I know. Just, I know. Jeez. Yeah, so, Victoria, wow. So, Ashley, your thoughts on mentors, because Victoria said that's her number one. So your thoughts on mentors and impact in your life. Oh, 100%. Uh, all of these I love. I mean, I am a, a huge believer in, in counseling, and all of these are such great staples in receiving counseling. And they work. How we're talking about cliches, and it is such a cliche, but they work. Yeah. And things are cliches for a reason. And these are proven little techniques that help us, you know, build our toolkit for dealing with life's challenges. And mentors are such a huge part of that, especially yeah. for me. For me, mentors help to. I'm such a kind of person that loves to bounce ideas and have people remind me that I'm not crazy, and you know, just encourage me you know the the con the basic concepts of encouragement and support and it really yeah. helps to have that and to have that from people who've been there to lead you on you know the right path yeah i always tell people i am crazy i just get paid for it <laughs> i mean that's true too yeah yeah so yeah. my 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 thoughts on uh mentors um, especially for our future participants or anyone who wants to reach out to a past participant or later, I always tell the individual males and I tell the couples, hey, you might you might have shown up to the weekend and you might not have that battle buddy anymore, that mentor, that that teammate. However, that cohort you're with, that's now your mentors, because at some point, everyone, like you said, like it's the starting point for a journey. Although we're kind of all starting out in different places and like, you know, maybe I had to go through like the depression stage first. Right. Or maybe I went through like the uh, I don't know, just like loss of self-identity stage first. Right. All these things that come flooding in when you're changing careers and you just retired and it, like your whole life was that profession. Right. Um, however, when 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 all of you who are listening, watching 
decide to come to ORW Foundation to a retreat, come on down. Spouses come to spouse retreat. You're going to meet a bunch of spouses in the same boat just like you. You're going to realize you're not the only one, right? Like we're all normal people, veterans, spouses, children. We've just had some events and situations in our lives that have led to trauma. And so Victoria going off mentors like, yeah, like if you're out there, and you're a combat veteran or you're married to a combat veteran and you want a mentor, come to one of our retreats because you're going to you're going to come through with a cohort and all of a sudden you're, you're going to have them. You're going to have them. And look at these awesome people you're going to get to work with. I know. I mean, right here, the, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Another wonderful cliche. Well, thank you, Victoria, so much for being here yes. today. Uh, it was awesome hearing your own unseen journey. And as you continue, you know, your your clinical journey with Be The Light Counseling, that's just so awesome as a business owner, too. I mean, congratulations on that. Thank you. And thank you for serving our veteran community with Operation yeah. Red Wings Foundation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you tuning in to The Unseen Journey. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you're a veteran or a supporter of veterans, please think about contributing to ORWF at ORWFoundation.org to help veterans in their transition. We also extend an invitation to veterans to explore our retreat opportunities where they can connect with peers and embark on a healing journey. For additional resources, visit our website at ORWFoundation.org. Our heartfelt thanks to Operation Red Wings Foundation for making this podcast possible. Together, we can make the unseen journey a little easier for our veterans. Until next time, take care.